It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Good to have you around. Again, a quick disclaimer, if you're used to the terrestrial show, this is uh, not safe for work, not safe for kids. This is the uncensored terrestrial show. This is the, uh, we speak the language of poverty often on on the podcast, so just be prepared. Uh, What are we going to find out on the podcast today? We're going to learn how to protect yourself for a safer porno experience. We're going to get to the cringiest story of the day. I showed this to you yesterday. A groom uh, is in trouble on the internet for humiliating his bride with his vulgar wedding vows. Hey, it is Awful. so far. It's it's worse. It's harder to watch than the Buckcherry wedding almost. Almost. Uh, can I interest you in a bum-splitting turd? Well, we'll talk about the biggest turd ever recorded. Hey! That's <laughs> a true story. This is what I fucking came hey. here on a Tuesday hey. for. It's, it's in a museum, too. That's how... That's how terrific this this uh, this uh, dookie is. All the time I wasted seeing you know the ancient Inca stuff in the field museum. Show me the biggest poop I ever grabbed. Uh, well, also, uh, if your body could make any sound after an orgasm, what would that sound be? We'll talk about a 19-year-old woman uh, who, because of some sexual shenanigans a few years ago, has to now pay the consequences. We'll put her at the end of the podcast because we like to... Wrap up every podcast with a terrible person or someone getting something fished out of their body. Uh, she had to have something removed from her orifice. You said it was something she did earlier? Uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was a young woman at the time and getting involved in some so, sexual shenanigans. So it's been there the whole time. It's huh? been there for a long time. Oh. So uh, we'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. Uh you wouldn't believe how many men are faking orgasms. Would you like to take a stab at the percentage? 5%. No. 10? No. Percentage of men that have faked orgasms. And why do they do it? Well, there comes a point if you're a little bit inebriated, you realize it's not going to happen, so you're like, and scene. One in three men has faked an orgasm. Uh, they do say they assume that uh, they were wearing a condom at the time to conceal the evidence. While it's generally assumed that guys always reach the point of no return during sex, that is not the case. Here are the five reasons why a man, uh, they call they call it <laughs> fogasm oh. or limax, when a man reaches limax. <laughs> Sorry, women, you still have to call it faking. Here's the reasons why. Limax. Here's the top five. Uh, number one, uh, because I'm embarrassed that I'm not able to achieve one. That's weird. All right. My partner. Uh, oh, I do it to make my partner feel better about themselves, to arouse my partner, to help them have an orgasm. Because I feel guilty that I can't reach an orgasm with my partner. Who are these dudes? Hey, and well, who are these but, partners? But wait. Faking one to make her feel better and have one herself, wouldn't that in turn make you have one? I feel like having an orgasm is expected and it's too much pressure, say, <laughs> mo- say most of the guys that answered yes. Around half the men who took the survey said their main reason for faking the big O was obviously to avoid hurting someone else's feelings or making them feel bad. Yeah, they say stress, too tired, 
anxiety, booze, or other substances, and uh, prescription drugs. I know there are certain prescription drugs where you never cross the finish line when you're taking them. I've heard that a lot about antidepressants. Yep. Like, that's just, you're just going to exist in a state of uh, halfway there. The fact is, they say, you're not always going to finish, and men do it four times. Uh, they say you're not always going to finish, and men do it four times more often than women uh, as far as finishing. Yes, lucky us. If you want <laughs> to say whoa, if you want to boost your odds, things that uh, that will help you get there, warm up properly. Foreplay is never going to go wrong, right? Embrace toys and technology. Communicate. Oh, we always hear that communication. That's no, very scary. No. Talk about interests, fantasies, things you like, things you dislike. Don't be afraid to try new things to help you get there. Talk about interests. What do you think about craft beers? Do you like hazy IPAs? Oh, 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 oh. oh, here you go. Stop focusing on the end goal. That's where all the stressors are coming from. You I don't know. There comes that last like minute beforehand when the tunnel vision starts to set in, and like that's all you're focused on. You're like, all right, let's just cross this line. Here we go. All right, how do you protect yourself for a safer pornography experience? We talked on the show a long time ago about opening up either safe browsing mode or incognito mode. And then we found out that they still watch you and they track you where you go, even in uh, incognito mode. So some of this is, I don't think it's going to help you out from time to time. What about a good old-fashioned magazine or a DVD? That's as safe as it gets, brother. Uh, they say uh, some folks don't realize the damage some of the pornography sites are doing to your devices and your personal data. Oh, no. Hey, to this hey I don't give a fuck about a phone. I compare, I care a lot about my personal data. Hey, to this day, I've never opened any kind of porno on my phone because I'm so afraid that it's going to result with me walking into the T-Mobile place and being like, Excuse me! Like, oh, you got the, the dirty perno virus. To protect yourself and your gear, it helps to learn a little bit about practicing safe surfing while you're looking at adult entertainment. Here's what you're supposed to do. If the next words out of your mouth are set up my own personal VPN at home. I don't like this. It's, it says, if you're going to be an online porn aficionado. What? What if I'm just a casual enjoyer? They say an ad blocker is a must. They're cheap and they can prevent sketchy sites from worming their way into your devices. I don't even know what an ad blocker is. I think that also works a lot. You know those sports sites you go to, you click on them, and next thing you know, there's like 40 fucking pop-ups? I think that also helps with that. Incognito mode. Uh, yes. This will keep private websites from snagging your browser history and keep cookies out of the system. But they still know where you go. Well, I don't care if they know where I go as long as they they don't know. You're going to keep this to yourself, right? We got a fucking secret, right? Yeah, okay. Good, good, good. That's all I want. Go with encrypted sites, they say. Ideally, you're visiting sites that you're paying for. Oh, oh, <laughs> what? oh guy. <laughs> and hey, in you, turn... You don't know how to be a porn aficionado, do you? Uh, since most of you are cheap asses, look for sites that start with HTTPS rather than the usual HTTP. I guess the HTTPS, that means it's secure? I don't know. You know, being an IT professional has got to be great because you know all this already, so you probably have seen the best of the best with no trace left behind. Oh, yeah, you're the safest of the safe. Bet if you accidentally step on one of those porno landmines, you know how to fix the problem real quick. How to protect yourself for a safer porno experience. Again, with the free sites. Porn is like life. You get what you pay for. Using free sites dramatically ups your likelihood of threats (laughs) like malware. Especially if you click on a goddamn ads, they say. 
But it says right there, there are thousands of single females in my area waiting to meet me. Protect yourself for a safer porn experience. Downloading. If you're one who likes downloading content, boy, that seems dicey as shit, man. I thought during the pandemic, Pornhub let everybody do that. Download? Yeah, you can take what you oh. want, like save it. Um, make sure that they have the suffix .mp4, .mov, or .wmv. Hey, I got news for you. When I'm in the mood for some online perno, I ain't in the mood for some reading tiny print. Yeah, okay, dot, dot .std. Yeah, That's what I got. I can't even see. It says those won't have any potentially harmful content to your advice or system anyway. All right, there you go. VPN. Do your cyber surfing behind a VPN wall. It's a great idea. You got to be a fucking aficionado if you're setting up a VPN. I don't uh, even know how to set up a VPN. They say doing it, doing it if you're a regular fan of online porn is the much better play. <laughs> wow. So, so that means one of two things. One, if I go to a friend's house, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a VPN. I'm like, great. You're, a, por you're a pervert. But you're two, a porno aficionado. If I want to set up my own, I can't go ask our IT guy, Matt, because you know what he's going to think? Oh, you want this for pornography. Here they say, this is how you protect yourself online. Be aware of the five uh, fine print of the most popular sites like Pornhub. Some of them collect substantial data on those who visit their sites. It can end up knowing everything you do online. Great. Uh, they say there's a federal system put in place to help ensure models on the site are at least 18 years old. You also need to check into that as well so you don't end up downloading something that's illegal. Yeah, I told you, man. I watched that Pornhub documentary on Netflix, and they're out of all the billions of videos on Pornhub, they had like 45 guys coming through it to make sure everybody was 18. And they even interviewed one of the guys, and he goes, I just had to look at her and see if she looked like she was 18. That's how I would tell people if they were or weren't. And I thought, that looks... That sounds unsafe as fuck. Sounds like if somebody gets in trouble, that person should get in trouble, too, because he's the gatekeeper. Yeah, right? All right, this guy. This is a cringy video. You can find it online. It's easy to find. It's a TikTok video. Shows a couple, Michael and Destiny, and they're getting married. They got Their wedding was in Florida. Of course it was. Uh, the groom began his vows by whispering to his bride, you're screwed. I showed this video to you last week, and it is one of the, it's probably the second cringiest wedding video ever. Next to the Buck Cherry crazy bitch, uh, peaking Illinois, walking down the aisle thing. That oh boy, it's so terrible. Just all you have to do is just Google crazy bitch wedding, Buck Cherry crazy bitch wedding, bride, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. If you want to see this video, all you have to do is Google worst wedding vows ever. Okay, it's the first thing that pops up. Okay, it's Michael and Destiny. He says you're screwed. He stuns guest. By doing everything to make, uh, there's, uh, it, most of it is uh, sex jokes, uh, up to and including, at the end, he asks his wife, um, when it comes to the sex, the wedding night sex, if she wants to end up a Twinkie or a toaster strudel. I don't know. Did you put where you were going to come on your wife that night in your wedding vows? No, I didn't either. No. I, I, didn't. You know I skipped it. And, I skipped that part. And that might be on me. That's a mistake. Maybe I, I let the audience re, you know make of that what they will. It said honor, obey, trust. Mm. Uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just skip all that. And there, they said toaster strudel or Twinkie. I said, I'll leave that part out too. I don't. I don't want that. Three, 
And if I'm not mistaken, at one point, he also says, I like to go to bed with my balls empty and my belly full. His belly full and his balls empty. Yeah, he also yeah. says... Uh, like, You're really good at the balls empty part, but we'll get you good at the uh, belly full part. And I right. thought, holy fuck. Yep. That, and isn't the, isn't the minister his mom? It is. And she says, I will be grounding him afterwards. Saying anything about cum in front of your mom while she's standing right there, let alone while the rest of your friends and family, like... Come is one of those words that families just don't use or talk about. Video has been viewed 19 million times. Comments obviously began rolling in, begging Destiny to get the fuck away from this weirdo. And she laughs so it's like that awful, nervous, like terrible. mortified, embarrassed laugh. And you're like, my Mima is sitting out there somewhere in the best clothes she has, and now she's got to think about, uh, you know, me. Getting jizz all over my head. <laughs> well, thank God I chose jelly donut and not toaster strudel. I don't want to get it all over me. Uh, she said, uh, and, he, oh. and he thinks he's being fucking like the funniest it's dude terrible. on the planet, which makes which makes that awful video even worse. Yeah, and he looks like the guy that would do something yeah, like this. Of and course, think, yeah, I think that he's getting away with something great. Uh, she does say that uh, she does defend the husband. She says, "Yes, I'm happy. I'm still married. Yes, I loved my wedding, and there is nothing I would have changed. This woman has achieved saint status." Uh, for putting up with this guy, according nothing, to most of the people. Nothing she would have changed. Not even one thing. I would have changed all of it. I mean, eventually, they're, they're going to have kids. The kids are going to get old enough to get on the internet. They're going to see this video one day. Mm. So, Mom, what did you pick? Was it jelly donut or toaster strudel? Can I interest you in a, bl- a bum-splitting turd has been uncovered. The largest human feces ever documented. I'm just imagining how big this must this be. This is a be, massive turd. It's 20 centimeters long and 5 centimeters wide. It is the world record turd. Now. Hey, that's a big one. Who comes from it? Who, who produces a turd this size? <sighs> Truck driver. Better. Archaeologists dug oh, up. Oh, it's old timey. Archaeologists dug up this mighty dung. From a site almost 50 years ago. They've been, somebody's been holding this turd for 50 years. The world it, wasn't ready. You're it, not ready to, to find out what we got. It dates all the way back to the 9th century. The specimen was uncovered by the York Archaeological Trust unearthing <laughs> the poo during the excavation of a site back in 1972. Do you think the people who fund that trust are like, can't you guys, is this really what we're paying you for, finding poops? Tests on the turd. Revealed that it survived more than a thousand years intact at a plot that later became a Lloyd's Bank. Oh, Lloyd's of London. They were building a bank when they found the dookie. They say that. What does a turd that size do to somebody? Well, it came from. It's not like they were having a bunch of, like, you know, processed foods back then. This is all roughage and, like, raw meat. It belonged to a Viking. Oh. They said the turd was predominantly made out of meat and a bread-based diet. Describing the turd as moist and peaty. Evidence of poor nutrition was not the only thing tests revealed. However, several hundred parasitic eggs were also found. Oh, so he had worms. Yep. Oh, suggesting the Viking was riddled with worms. (laughs) I can't imagine getting up from that and thinking like this. 
feel so great right now. Posting the image on a groups. Uh, oh, somebody said Pixar never happened. One user said this bump-splitting turd was found in 1972 beneath the site that was to become the York branch of Lloyd's Bank. It may be the largest example of fossilized human feces ever found. Yep, eight inches long, two inches wide to be exact. It's pretty big. Whoever passed it probably hadn't performed for a few days, shall we say, and they probably had itchy bowels. <laughs> yeah, because of all the worms. Yeah, back in 1991, one archaeologist said, "This is some of the most exciting. This is the most <laughs> exciting piece of excrement I've ever seen uh. in its own way. It is as re- re- irreplaceable as the crown jewels." Big Viking gathered the other Vikings around. He's like, "Check this out, boys." Yeah. That poor Viking. There, we should have used this at the end of the uh, one out of three dudes admits to faking an orgasm. If you could choose what sound your body makes after an orgasm, what it, would it be? The question. Or hey, a nice studio audience round of applause. At the end of a punchline, because the, show, the show's over at that point. At the end of a punchline. <laughs> Somebody asked on Reddit, they said, hey, well, if you can make a sound, if your body made a sound and, and an orgasm, what would it be? Some of these are pretty funny. Well, some of them are nerdy, I guess. There's probably not going to be a lot of sex, whoever answered. A gong. The sound of R2-D2 when he got electrocuted. <laughs> Sorry, nerd, it's not going to happen for you anytime soon. Hey, what about the old-timey Aruga? <laughs> <laughs> the old car horn? <laughs> like a fall, a light, what is it, a lighthouse? <laughs> what about the sound of the alarm when someone scores a goal in an NHL game? Oh, yeah, the, the big, huge horn. Oh, this is the winner right here. The sound that your body would make after an orgasm. EA Sports. It's, it's in the, the game. game. <laughs> Uh, these are pretty great. Hey, the Seinfeld slap bass line. Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> the Curb Your Enthusiasm outro. Okay, that's pretty fun. A casino jackpot sound. The losing horn from The Price is Right. I don't even remember what that was. Hey, the CBS Sunday morning theme. Just the trumpet starts playing majestically. Oh, yeah. The T-Rex roar, uh, roar from Jurassic Park. And the, 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 that's all, folks. Those are all really funny. They give you something to think about where you're commuting today. Hey, I've got news for you. Any of those play. If she hasn't gotten there yet, she ain't going to get there. Mm-hmm. And you may have fucked up your next chances, too. Yeah, uh-huh. You want to have sex again today? No. No, I'm good. I'm good for a while. All right, here's a crazy story. I can't imagine going into the ER. This is what got fished out of this woman's body. 19-year-old like woman. this is a woman because nine and a half times out of ten on the show, it is a dude. Yeah, it's either his donger or his butt. But this is a 19-year-old girl needed to go get some help. She was not able to control her bladder. She confessed. Well, she confessed. She had shoved the cork apparently from a bottle of hairspray, three and a half years ago, into her vagina. 
Is this like that little rubber plug on the bottom of an aerosol can? I don't know. She said she did it three and a half years ago in a quote-unquote state of impaired judgment while having sex. Oh. The woman who wasn't named, obviously, was so scared of medic's reaction that she did not seek help out of shame <laughs> and fear of judgment. Hey, but yeah, we got you, girl. That's the exact same reason guys do it. And it keeps me from getting anything for anyone. Uh, the woman uh, tried to remove the cork herself, but was unsuccessful. Writing in the Journal of Pediatric and Adolescent Gynecology, medics said that the woman was still experiencing regular periods. Upon examination, they found swollen tissue around the cork lodged inside of her. Oh, man. Let's and go you back. Know, and you know, at some point over those years, she's like, I wonder if it fell out. Or she forgot about it. Let's go back to the state of impaired judgment while having sex. Crazy shit was going on last night, I can tell you that. The cork was extracted using tools. Um, uh, The woman... It says the woman had developed a hole between her bladder and the wall of her vagina. I don't even know what that means. Causing urine to leak out of her vagina. That's awful. Uh, they oh, wow. do say that there will be some lasting pre- repercussions because uh, it will make uh, some difficulties during childbirth or any sort of surgery. Hey, all because you got fucked up one night, you were too scared. Yeah. Is the, is the hairspray cork, is that the cap that goes on the on the thing? I was thinking, if you flip over those older aerosol oh, cans... Oh, no, this is big. This I don't think this is something little. I think this might be something big. I don't know. Hang on, let me Google image real quick. Hairspray cork. Just Google that. See what it comes up with. Oh, no, it's not an aerosol cap because they call that something else. As well as corks, some of the other items recovered from vaginas by medics over the years include plastic aerosol caps, a plastic cup, and even a child's toy. There are also hundreds of thousands of reports of medics retrieving objects stuck in people's butts. Hey, this is like one of those, like, you know, the little pump, the little pump sprays. Okay. There's like a plastic cap that sits over them. Uh, okay. Oh, the little one? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a plastic aerosol cap. The the small kind. Okay. Hey, which means they were fucking around with that in the bedroom. Yeah, what the what the hell is going on, man? <laughs> what kind of sex are you having? <laughs> put that now put that hairspray up me. Yeah. What? What? Hey, it costs taxpayers about three hundred thousand dollars a year in order to fish stuff out of people's rectums. Hey, well worth the price. Although I think if our tax dollars are paying for it, we should get, like, emails about it. Hey, they said uh, a data analyst last year found 400 foreign objects were pulled from asses in the U.K. <laughs> Sounds a lot more fun than magnet fishing. Sure does. Estimated cost of taxpayers is about, about three three fifty a year for things like drugs and performing the procedures. But the insertion of objects into the rectum, most also known as anal play, carries a number of risks. As w- besides getting things stuck up your fanny, it can ov- uh, it can obviously uh, perforate your bowel, which can be deadly. 
That's no fun. Metal, uh, metal f- uh, material from the digest- digestive tract can spill into other parts of the body, causing an infection. It's Holy not, smokes. It's not fun because you're dead. It's not fun because once you die, people are going to say, well, what was his cause of death? They'll say, well, some anal play that got like, way oh, out of hand. Natural causes. You're like, mm, there's nothing natural about that. Not at all. Oh, that's a good, what he did was against God and nature. So there you go. There's uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Again, you can stay up to date all things JLNK by heading over to the website. That includes all the social media. That includes all the podcasts. That includes all the videos we got up there, jlnkshow.com. On that note, we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.